Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. Amen, 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 amen. Somebody shout out in every season. I am his. Every season. How many knows that every part of your life from birth to the last draw of your breath, you're going to have multiple seasons. Amen. And in every season, no matter the struggle, no matter the pain, no matter the tragedy, no matter, no matter the success, whatever it is, God still chooses you because he has placed value in you. He has not forgotten that value. I don't know who this is for this morning. God is with you. You are not alone. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. In every season of your life, no matter if it's rough, tough, painful, it does not matter. God is for you and God is with you. Amen. 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 Well, let me just take this time real quick before we dive into the word. I believe that God has something uh, specific for all of us today. And I want to just take a moment to welcome in our online community, those that are, that are tuned in through Facebook Live and, and podcast as well. We are honored, so honored that you're here. But we're also excited, us as a leadership team, are excited that you are here today. Because how many knows this Memorial Day weekend? Yeah, yeah, we, we know that. And, but I just believe that when we make God a priority and put him first, he'll bless the rest. Amen? So, so give yourselves a hand this morning for being in the house. If you brought your Bibles this morning, let's go to the book of Luke, the eighth chapter. This is going to be probably um, uh, two familiar stories to a lot of you who have been raised, grew up in church. If, if you're new to church, then uh, buckle in for this, these two incredible stories. I've heard both of these taught before on separate occasions. Um, I've never seen them put together uh, simultaneously. Um, and I just believe that God's going to share some stuff with us today through his word. The book of Luke chapter 8, begin with verse 40. I'm going to read quite a bit of scripture. It'll be on the screen for you. Um, and you can follow along. Verse 40 says this, on the other side of the lake, everybody say the other side, the other side of the lake, the crowds welcomed Jesus because they had been waiting for him. Anybody ever waited on God? Yeah, not always something that I like to do, but how many knows it's the best thing to do? Don't get out in front of God. That's what dad used to tell me all the time. Verse 41, then a man named Jairus, a leader of the local synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come home with him. Everybody say, take Jesus home with you. Those of you that were here last week know that's a very, very crucial, uh, crucial point that we must do if we're going to have an impact in our kids' lives and in our family. It says, his only daughter, who was about 12 years old, was dying. As Jesus went with him, he was surrounded by the crowds. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding, and she could not, or excuse me, could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked. Everyone denied it, and Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing against you. But Jesus said, someone deliberately touched me. Do y'all know that you can come to church, and one person sitting right down your row can be so impacted by the word, and you still leave like you a, 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 a dried-up desert? I, I was thinking this today on the way in. God, may I come to church hungry? I don't know about you, but I eat a lot more when I go to a restaurant when I'm hungry. 
Sometimes I leave the restaurant and I'm hurting because I ate so much. But how many knows if, if you're already, you've already got something else in there and then you go to the restaurant, you don't usually get a lot, right? But I don't know about you, but I, I like to eat good. I, 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 PBMJs are all right, but, but I, I like a good steak sometimes. Where are all my, my men and women at? They like, yeah, I like that. I like that. And so, but, but, but if I'm eating candy and popcorn and all this other stuff, all, all this sweet stuff that my flesh likes, I'm going somewhere. Y'all, y'all, y'all tracking me. When I actually sit down to a meal that's decent, I can't take anything in because I got something else in there. I hope you came hungry today. I hope you came hungry today. Said someone deliberately touched me for I felt power go out of me. When the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, we'll talk about that in just a minute, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him, Jesus. So the whole crowd heard Heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Verse 49, while he was still speaking to her, a messenger came from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue, and he told him, your daughter is now dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. But when Jesus heard what had happened, he said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just have faith. She will be healed. When they arrived at the house, Jesus wouldn't let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, James, and the little girl's father and mother. And the house was filled with people weeping and wailing, but he said, stop the weeping. She isn't dead. She's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him because they all knew she had died. Then Jesus took her by the hand and said in a loud voice, my child, get up. At that very moment, her life returned and she immediately stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were overwhelmed, but Jesus insisted that they not tell anyone what had happened. Father, I thank you for your word today. God, I ask for the next few moments as we dive in, Father, that your word would be illuminated unto us and that we would see more clearly the purpose, plan, and vision that you have for our lives as we focus in on the life of of Jesus. Change us today from the inside out. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, and amen. So a quick poll around the room. How many planners, not planters, planners, as in you plan everything? Where are my planners at? Don't be nervous because I'm with you. I'm a, I'm a planner. I'm, I'm a planner. I like, I, I, y'all got to do, y'all put, y'all put something in your calendar, in your, in your smartphones? Something like, I'm still working with a flip phone. Well, okay, we pray for you in the name of Jesus. Father, may they be set free and come join the rest of the world. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, we're, we're envious of you. <laughs> but um, so, so how about to-do list? Do you use your memo pad? To, 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 just the thought of a to-do list makes me nervous, right? Everything, Monday, Tuesday, all the way to... I got a to-do list. I operate by the, the to-do list. Where's all my go-with-the-flow people? There was, a, there was something else just came in the room right there. Just, just, it was just like, just, just airy. Just, yeah, I'm, I'm a go. Let me see you again. Where's the, where's the go with the flow? Y'all just go with the flow? Something that I learned about God is God has a sense of humor. And he has this unique way of, um, and it didn't take me long to figure this out in marriage, that God will take two polar opposites and put them together just to make life interesting, fascinating, and sometimes frustrating. And the church said, amen. amen. Yeah. Now, now, Amy and I aren't complete opposites because 
Obviously, in her career as an administrator, you know, she has to be organized. But, but there's a difference between organization and obsessively obsessively like we go on vacation i got it all planned out from the date from the time we got to leave right till the time we get back it's all in there it stresses me out i'm i'm learning i'm trying she's helping because i stress them out because i'm like okay it's let's get off the beach it's time to we got to we got to do something right and so so anybody else I mean, I, I, plan, I plan everything. Now, I've never been medically uh, diagnosed with um, OCD, but I'm pretty sure that I function at a very high level of it at times, especially when things happen to me that I'm not anticipating. <laughs> and some of y'all say, oh, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my A-type personalities right there. So if something doesn't go as planned, I got to stop and just, this is me, I got to stop and like just have a moment. They'll tell you, like, I will freak out. If I am pushed just to accept this unexpected whatever, I go into freak out mode. And, and, and you would be like, is he still a pastor? <laughs> I needed just a minute just to, just to download and adjust and check my calendar and check my to-do list and see how I can fit this, this interference thing in with me. Um, I don't even think I gave you the title of the message. Let me, let me, I'm just running ahead. Let me give you this. I, I want to speak to you today from this subject, unavoidable interruptions. Unavoidable. Unavoidable interruptions. I don't like it when, when things don't go as planned. How many knows that sometimes people will get in your way of the plan? Sometimes, if we just be honest, church, I think God doesn't, sometimes doesn't stick to the plan. His plan doesn't change, but I will alter mine in a heartbeat. <laughs> and then we have to adjust, right? Back to, back to him. Everybody say, his plan versus my plan. God's always right. Proverbs 16, 9 says this, within your heart, you can make plans for your future, but the Lord chooses the steps you take to get there. <laughs> we bought that we bought that acreage paid cash for it but it's gonna and i say it every day god i'm trusting you for finances i'm trusting you for wisdom i'm trusting you for guidance god order my order our steps as we proceed amen because i can make plans but it's god who's going to or, order my steps now i can try to do it my way might not turn out the way that it should have but how many knows we need to Surrender. Amen? Amen? We can definitely make our own plans, but don't be surprised when God interrupts your plans because his will supersede yours. Amen? Amen. And the, the thing about interruptions is most of the time they're uncomfortable and they're inconvenient. I don't know, any, I don't know a lot of people who get interrupted in life by things and it's convenient. It just happens at a convenient time. Y'all remember the time I told you that Amy and I were driving to Gainesville and I was, I, I was, we were on the road and, and I picked up a... Um, uh, sidewalk, uh, what do you call those things? Edger, an edger blade. Just picked it up in my car. There's no, that, that wasn't convenient. We had places to be, things to do. And some people just stopped to take pictures of it all. Watch Pastor B get in freak out mode. Listen, when something gets in the way it, of what we're trying to do, it prolongs the process of what, from where I'm at to where I'm trying to get to. Okay, anybody in this ever happened before? Like you've had an interruption that you weren't expecting. Anybody? Okay, just, just making sure. Because y'all looking at me like a dog hearing a strange sound. 
I don't like my timelines being pushed out. You ever ordered something? I'm, I'm, we're going to get to the story, but I, I just, I'm trying to, trying to pick your brain. You ever ordered something online and you get an email from them that says UPS <clears throat> will have it delivered at a certain day? And then on just the day before that, you get another email from the said company that says your package is being delayed. Now, it's not, it's not Paul's fault. It's not UPS's fault. It's not that other company that we want. It's not their fault. Somebody is interrupting. You sent me an email and said I can expect it on this day. And according to my to-do list, I'm going to be able to fix my pool. Hello. On that day, I've already got it on my to-do list. Now my to-do list is completely messed up. See the frantic? See, see what's happening here? I'm exposing the transparent. I'm being transparent for you. Now, what does it look like for you when things get out of hand in your life? Right now, I can't tell. Right now, as I'm viewing your, your facial expression, I feel like you guys have it all together. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Y'all came back to the room. I, I felt like they just put some, you know, some, ah, oh, never mind. <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure that, 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 that I'm, I'm talking to people who um, understand what it's like when, when things get delayed. Here's the facts. When things don't go according to plan, the process is prolonged and we get impatient. Come on. Patience is not a virtue that I possess. <laughs> and we get insecure and we easily become anxious, overwhelmed, and a lot of times we get irritated. And if you live life longer than a day, you're gonna al- you already know you're going to understand the interruptions are unavoidable. It's just a part of life. It's going to happen. So there's, there's two things that we can do. There's two options. We can either embrace the interruption... <laughs> and enjoy the journey. That's Amy Weber. Just oh, so it didn't have. It's, it's fine. B, it's Bradley. It's fine. Just just be Webb. It's it's cool. Just just go with the flow. Going with the flow goes against the grain of my DNA. Okay. So we can either embrace the interruption, or we can stay frustrated and annoyed most of our life. We're gonna face. <laughs> We're going to face interruptions in life. There's things that are going to happen that we cannot control. You're going to lose loved ones that you thought were actually going to be around a lot longer. It's just a part of life. And the truth is, if you're walking with God, you're going to be interrupted by God. Because your plan will get bypassed by His plan. See, God sees your life and my life from a different perspective. When we go through pain and struggle, we only see our life in the position of pain and struggle that we are in. That's all we can see. When you're in a storm, it's hard. You, you get disoriented. You lose your sense of direction. You lose your sense of where was I going? I'm supposed to be going this way, but I'm, I'm so turned around, and now I'm going in the wrong direction. Pain and struggle have this unique ability and unique way of of giving us tunnel vision where all we can see is our, everybody say my, we are selfish. We are selfish individuals and we are becoming more prideful and more selfish the more technology that is put into our hands. We're the most entitled, pastor, I brought family with me today. You're supposed to be giving an uplifting message. I'm trying to tell the truth and not lie to you. We, have, we, we become so entitled. We get mad when Burger King doesn't give it to us our way. And they said that we could have it our way. 
By the way, the church is not Burger King. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what I'm learning is God does not see my life from, from my, he does not see my life from my current position. When I lost my parent, when we lost my parents two years ago, God did not see my life in that moment, October 20th. When dad passed away, he, he didn't see, he didn't see that. No, he sees, he sees the, the end from the beginning and his plans for me and for you are factored in all seasons. All, that's what, all seasons are factored in to where I'm supposed to be. Every heartache, every pain, every loss, all of that is helping me to reach my goal, preparing me for where I'm supposed to be, preparing you for where you're supposed to be. Let's talk about you. Every heartache that you go through is preparing you so you'll be all that God has created you to be when you get there. My question is this. Do you actually trust God to embrace? Do you trust God enough to embrace the interruption? We're talking about being interrupted. Here, here's, here's Jairus who runs to Jesus and says, Rabbi, Jesus my daughter is dying. Will you come home with me? Can you imagine what, what the, the hope that entered? Because he knows what Jesus is capable of. Can you imagine the hope that was placed into Jairus when Jesus said yes? Can you, can you imagine? I mean, you know how it feels when, when something falls through and somebody comes in and says, hey, I'll take care of that for you. All the weight just gets lifted. And here Jairus is. They're on their way and the crowd's pushing in. And this lady touches just the hem or the fringe of his garment. And Jesus stops everything. I don't want to get too far ahead. But can you imagine what Jairus was feeling? This interruption. We're on our way. My child is dying. And, and now you're, 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 you're worried about what she, what's going on here? Do you trust God enough? Do you trust him enough when you're faced with an interruption just to embrace it? Just embrace it and trust God through the process. Have you ever gone through something so painful you stopped and asked God, why is it necessary for me to go through this? Why, why am I having to deal with this? God, y'all know we can be smart, Alex, with our mouth. Mm -hmm. We learned that from a young child and we grow up and we're still young children. God. I thought I would be here by now. I thought, I thought my marriage would be in a different place by now. I thought my finances, I, God, I, I, I'm, I, I'm paying tithing and I'm doing all. Well, God, I thought things would, should, sh they should look different than they do right now. Anybody ever been there? Now, now, now we've got our scriptures. We got our scriptures, our go-to scriptures when things get out, get out of hand. Romans 8, 28, you know this one. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And then Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is one of Amy's favorite verses. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. Amen. But it's not always easy to stand on that. How many knows that to be true? It's not, always, it's not always easy when you get interrupted. I get it. Interruptions are inconvenient and they're frustrating. Imagine how J Jairus was feeling. 
Put yourself in Jairus' position just for a few moments. The Bible tells us that Jairus has a child, has one child, a 12-year-old little girl who is on her deathbed. She's, she's dying, and, and, and now she's, she's not just sick, she's, she's about to die. And Jairus hears about a man by the name of Jesus who might be able to bring a solution to his situation. So he pursues Jesus and says, Jesus, if you'll just come to my house, maybe we should start inviting Jesus into our situations. And then here comes this, this lady with her issue. You know, a lot of people, some people, quite a few people, lots of people leave churches because it's inconvenient, because they walk in with all of their problems, and because the church doesn't meet their need like it's meeting someone else's need. And I don't mean financially. I'm just saying in general. Amen. Remember I told you, we are, we are we're prideful people. We're envious. How come he's blessing that family? You don't know the season they're in. You don't know the journey they've been on. You don't know the season they just got out of. People, people will get in the way. Most of the time, most of the time, most of the time an interruption is caused by someone else, their decision. Oh, yes, I'm responsible for my jacked up decisions too. But the, most of the time it's people. I, I'll never forget one time I was flying somewhere, Amy wasn't with me, and, and I had a connecting flight, which, by the way, those are of the devil. <laughs> I don't like connecting flights. Especially when my first flight is delayed, I've had an unavoidable interruption. It's not my fault, and I went into panic mode because the way I book flights is I don't want to spend a lot of downtime just chilling at the airport for three or four hours in between flights, so I'm trying to get the best I can. And then when my first flight got delayed, how many knows that you shaved off a lot of time that I, that I personally shaved off because I'm a planner? And so, so then you're in the air, and, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the, um, uh, the people from the cockpit, they call him the captain. Yeah, that's him. He'll come on and announce, hey, I'm trying to speed the process up. And then they, they land, and, and the captain will come on and say, hey, there's people that have connecting flights. For those of you, this is your last flight of the day. Please stay seated so these other people can go. It never fails. And they make that announcement. Please, please keep your seatbelts buttoned until the fastened seatbelt light is on. It don't matter. As soon as it hits the ground, you, what do you hear throughout the plane? Click, 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 click. And every, I guess everybody on the flight had a connecting flight they had to get to because everybody stood up. And here's a little Pastor B. I'm like, Jesus, these people don't know me. I, I understand. But I know I have to be a pastor. It's not Sunday. It's a Tuesday. I still got to be a pastor. I, let me tell you something. I was fit to be tied. Running through that airport like home alone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Kevin! <laughs> we left Kevin. People will get in your way of your plans. People will even get in the way of God's plan for you. God's just wanting, and he'll allow it. He just wants to see. He, will you trust me with this? I got this. I got this. I got this. I got to keep moving. It's frustrating sometimes. And in this, in this instant, Jesus, with the story of Jairus, Jesus decides to stop everything and have a conversation with this lady. <laughs> it had been one thing if she, just got, if she was healed instantly. She was healed, right? Praise the Lord. You got your miracle. Jairus is like, hey, that's great. Can I go get mine now? I, I'm being a little sarcastic, but, I, but how many knows that's how we, we are? Hey, I'm grateful that you got your blessing, <laughs> sister. But hey, God, we got, we got to go. We, we need to get somewhere. 
The Bible tells us that this woman touches Jesus and the, and the power goes out of him and instantly her bleeding stops and Jesus starts asking her in verse, in verse 45, who touched me? <coughs> who touched me? First of all, the disciples are like, hey, anybody, everybody's touching you. No, but one person. And they probably so. I mean, y'all know if a celebrity comes in town, Justin Bieber, talking, that's me and Grace right there. That's my daughter, you know, she... If I can just, just, just touch something, his boot, his Drew shirt, something. Just, can I just go lay my hand on the bus like there's a bus anointing or something? Can you imagine everybody who knew what Jesus was capable? I'm sure every, more people than just her and Jairus probably had a need in the room. Hello. But the only thing they're writing about in Scripture is those two. But Scripture only records that, well, I don't want to get to the end, but the two individuals in these stories... Both received the miracle. So you can come to church and you can be in here. And you can leave out the same way you came. But there'll be somebody sitting down your road who received a miracle. They begin to cry when the word of God begins to be delivered. Because there's something encouraging from this word that is uplifting their spirit. There's a lot of people who come to church that don't touch, don't touch, don't touch. You can be in the presence. The presence of God has been strong in here today. You can get in here and not, and not tangibly touch it and, and wonder why everything's still a mess in your life. The disciples are like, man, the whole crowd's probably, probably touching. I mean, you know, you're, you're, who touched me? Have you, ever felt, have you ever felt like God hit the pause button on purpose in something that's going on in your life somewhere? And you were supposed to be going somewhere and God hit the pause button? I'm sure my dad felt that way a lot of times. Like, we're, we're going, we're doing, and then hit the pause button. The thing that we've got to understand, and we say it all the time in church, is God's timing is not our timing. <laughs> that preaches real good until his timing stops our timing. Right? We love that. God, he's an on-time God. Yes, he is. But when he ain't following your flight plan, <laughs> what am you saying, Pastor B? There's a bigger picture. There's a bigger picture that's going on between your beginning and your end. There's a big picture. This is the first thing I want you to let sink in today. Right here it is. Ready? Whatever it is that you're going through right now, you may be experiencing deep pain in your life, but in the midst of your pain, there is a bigger picture. You got to know this. In the midst of whatever you're going through, questions, there's a bigger picture. This is what I want to remind you. You're not the only person that is walking through pain. You're not the only one, sir. You're not the only one, ma'am. See, something that Christians are really good at is we like to use this terminology around the church that, that he is my personal Lord and Savior. And we treat that as a personal assistant. We call him when we need something. When we call him up, he's there for us. When I need something, he'll be there. Yes, he is with you. And he is committed to you. All that is true. But God is personally, and God is personally involved in your life. But in the midst of your personal relationship with Jesus, don't forget that he's also a public figure. He's also a personal God. To that person sitting next to you. He's a personal God to that person sitting in that church down the street. 
See, we get so focused on, on, our, on our church. And, and I, I, I practice what I preach. I had lunch this week with another senior pastor from within our, within our town. See, because the picture is much bigger than Release City Church. The picture is much bigger than Bradley and Amy Weber. The picture is much bigger than Paul and Janelle Lundy. I wish I could go all the way around the room because something about when your name gets dropped in there to go, there's something bigger than you that's at play. There's also something bigger than you that's at stake. Listen, Christianity and the kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God is not a sole proprietorship. When the disciples, listen, when the disciples, um, um, let me prove that to you. When the disciples asked Jesus, how do we pray? How do you, what do he say? He starts saying, our father, not my father. So that should let us know real quick. There's more people that he's responsible for than just you. See, when you get around the family of God and you get connected to the local church and you get connected to an R group, you quickly realize you're not the only one with a prayer request. See, I know that's that's rubbing against your flesh, but it also should be encouraging to know that he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. See, he's got the little baby. He got me and you, brother, me and you, sister. He's got those people around the world. He's got those people in Texas. He's got our babies that will return very soon after summer to our school campuses. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. Do you believe it? You're not the only one going through pain. You're not the only one with a situation that's out of control. When you get in the house of God and when you get around God's people, you understand, wow, there's a lot more people that are a part of this big picture. And sometimes God will use your journey through your drama to meet someone else's. The question is, do you see the opportunity as an interruption? an obstacle, or an annoyance. I was thinking about this this week. When Jesus walks with me, when Jesus walks with me, we walk at my pace. We show up when I want to get there. But when I walk with Jesus, I'm on his time schedule. So my question today, church, is whose time schedule are you on? Who are you walking with? Is he, is he walking with you? Come on, Jesus. Let's go build this church. They just upped, they did, hold on, I know that's exciting, but they just upped our rent, so you know, so let's get this thing going, Jesus. He will hit the brakes quicker when you put him in a box. So it's great. The lady gets healed. There's a miracle that's happening right in the middle of the journey. That's awesome. That's great. But don't forget about Jairus. Jairus is still waiting on his miracle. Many of you here today are still waiting on your miracle. We can make announcements in the church that, man, somebody, 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 and the way it was explained was somebody got a raise and they said, we were in church and we heard the news, we heard the situation with the kids, and that's why I gave the $600. Immediately, somebody in the church goes, man, I wish I could have had that $600. And it's justified. You may need it. You may need it. 
But God wants to know, I can't open up the blessings for you if, all you, if you're like this with your money. If you're like, and this is not a message on money. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. But if I'm like, it could be anything. A car, a house, a job. If you're stingy with what you have and your, your posture is this way, he can't put it in your hands because your hands aren't ready. See it all the time. People get offended, offended, which by the way, we're going to get a t-shirt that says, I'm not offended for our sh- church. Because after I've been telling that joke, like for four weeks straight now, everybody's like, man, I love that. I love that. But people will walk out offended because God is not meeting their needs. And bless God, we bring somebody up and, and something miraculous is happening. And because we want to celebrate when God is doing something in your life and your home and your family. So a miracle takes place. And here Jairus is, he's trusting God. Have you ever, have you ever put something in God's hands and, it, it, and after a while it looks like it was actually better in your hands than it was in God's? You're, oh God, I'll give you my spouse. God, I give you him. <laughs> I give you her. And, it, and, and, and I take my hands off, God. It's, it all belongs to you. And then it looks worse than it actually, it looks worse in his hands. Because how many knows God has to break things down before he can build things up? He destroyed the temple so he could raise it up. So here's Jairus in the moment realizing that his story wasn't over. This lady got her miracle, but it it got in the way of his. But Jesus responds in verse 50 and he says this. When Jesus heard what, what had happened, he said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just have faith and she will be healed. In other words, Jesus is saying, I know it looks hopeless, but whenever heaven is involved, it never, it never It's never what it looks like. It's never what it seems when heaven is involved. I want to encourage you today. Somebody who's been waiting on God, and it seems like your waiting is turned into weeping. It may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. If you don't give up and don't lose hope. I want to help you see this, and I'm, I'm, getting, ready, I'm getting ready to come down. Just, just a second. We're going to land the plane, no pun intended. So don't start unbuckling. It's so funny when I say in closing, you can hear people go, I want to help you see this. Because while you thought you're waiting, while you thought you were waiting, and while you thought you were, you thought it was a delay, God was actually doing something at a deep, more deeper level in your life. And that he wants to do not just, not just in you, but through you. May I submit to you today that in order to save the 12-year-old little girl who died, Jesus actually had to use the 12-year-old disease? Let me, let me tell you this way. Jesus was a rabbi. And they have, by Levitical law... Rabbis are seen as pure and holy. And, and, and this, this lady, I'm just going to break this little story down for you real quick. This lady who had the issue of blood, she would have been, would have been seen as unclean. And for all of the, uh, the, uh, the time of her life that she was dealing with this, the, the 12 years of, of menstrual bleeding, she was seen as unclean. And actually her womb was, would have been known as, as barren. She could not have kids. And everywhere she went, she had to let people know I'm unclean. So when Jesus asked the question, I'm going somewhere with this. 
When Jesus said, who touched me, he's not asking because he was ignorant. He wanted everybody else to know he just got touched by unclean. Listen. Because it was at that exact moment that she touched his garment and that she was instantly made whole, that the the person from Jairus' house came and said, don't bother the teacher. There's no sense in getting him involved. Now, he wasn't just saying that it's impossible because she's dead. He was actually saying it's illegal. Because Jesus can't go there because somebody, once their spirit leaves their body, their, the, the, their, the, the death situation is also seen as unclean. And Jesus could not have went there unless he had already been touched by unclean. Are you tracking me? The interruption was on purpose. It wasn't just because he was trying to have a conversation and say, who touched me? He needed everybody in the, in the, in the area to understand and hear because he knew the girl was going to die. He needed everybody to hear that he had been touched and he was now considered unclean. And which now gives him legal because he said, I'm not here to abolish the law. I'm here to fulfill the law. So in order to do that, and God will not go against his own law, he had... The only way he could have went there legally would have been to been touched as unclean. Are you following me? So just because you have a delay in your life, God is not, it's not a delay. It's not an interruption. It's an interception. In closing... The Bible says that God, that the God who knew no sin became sin for us. It says he was touched by our sin. Jesus was touched by our sin. Our uncleanness. You're unclean. You may be a Christian and you may be forgiven. I may be a pastor and I may, and I may, I may, I may be forgiven and I may be walking his grace, but I still have flesh just like you. But it said that he was marked with our, our transgressions and our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. He took on all of that. He became unclean. So that he could go down in the grave and he could conquer death, sin, death, hell in the grave once and for all. Jesus was the resurrection for the 12-year-old little girl. He was the restorer of 12 years of barrenness for the, for the, for the womb in the womb. And he was the cure for the uncurable and he was Lord over the unchangeable. Jesus. Matter of fact, the Bible says he's Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He knows the beginning of your life and he knows the end of your life. And he's, he's involved in all, every season, every struggle, every heartache, every loss of loved one. God is with you. He will not fail on that. And though we were dead in our sins, he allowed himself to be touched by our sins so he could conquer sin, death, hell, and the grave once and for all. Once and for all, and he did it for all. 
No big sins or little sins with God. So all of that was to say, when interruptions happen in your life, embrace it. If the interruption was caused by something you did, change it. But if it's something that someone else did, embrace it and trust God. You, you were saying something about that this morning. Trust Him. Because He's got the whole world. Do not leave this place today not knowing these words. That the God who created you loves you more than you could imagine and it doesn't matter the sin stink in your life he loves you regardless he already knows what it feels like because he took it on he already knows the weight that you're carrying because he felt that he already knows the stench of sin because sin stinks y'all it stinks it stinks you can put a filter on it make it look good But he took it all on the cross. And he loves you. If you're here today. And you say, I I need to make him not my personal assistant. I need to make him Lord of my life. I I need to set him first in every decision that I make from this day forward. If that's you on the count of three, I want to lead you in a prayer. And we're going to go home. Actually, I've asked for Chrissy in just a moment uh, to come back and close out with that song. Just just give me Jesus. Just just give me Jesus. He'll change your life. And that's what we're going to do right now, real quick. If you're here today and you say, I need to know that I need need to make him Lord of my life. On the count of three. Or maybe you say, you know what? I've done it. I did it at my grandparents' church back in 1983. But today I need to make it right. Pastor, will you pray for me? On the count of three, just shoot your hand up. One, two, three. So let's pray this prayer together. Father, I come before you right now. Confessing I'm a sinner. And I need a Savior. Come into my heart. Clean out anything that is not of you. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I give my life to you. I trust you through every season. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me. Make me new. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you. And until next time, the best is yet to come.